Welcome everybody to the Bakery Bears radio show. My name's Dan. And my name's Kay. And we're so delighted to be back. Oh yes, we're racing towards, and, and I'm glad I've just, well no, I shouldn't say that. It's nearly Valentine's Day. It is, but we're not big into that really, are we? No, just like we were into our anniversary in January. Yeah, well, look, we get cards. Yeah, all right, we don't need to talk about the anniversary debacle. Do you, do you remember the year when we both got the same card? We did. That was so sweet. That was Didn't our you act, think? No, that was our actual wedding anniversary. Oh, was it? Yes. Oh, okay. So, you know, I don't forget the actual wedding anniversary. I thought it was Valentine's Day. Was it Valentine's Day? I don't know. Oh, I don't know now, you might be right. I seem to think it was Valentine's Day oh, and right. we both we got, got the we same both card. got exactly the same card. Yeah. And what are the chances of that? I just thought it was cute. Um, you, sorry, your hat looks like you look like a fool. Yeah, well, I've just literally put it on. Okay, there you go, I fixed it. You look like a fool too. Why do I? You my don't. Hat, is my hat wrong? No. Right, I'm probably not going to need it, actually. No, I'm not putting my gloves on and I haven't got a cowl on. <sighs> because it's quite mild. <clears throat> sorry. You know, so you're not putting your hat on? I don't know. I don't know. I think Stick I'm just, it in your pocket. Yeah, I think that is exactly what I'll do because it was slightly cold outside. It's funny, I really want a winter. Yeah, we've not really had a proper winter yet and we're into February now. We've got it, well, it, we've said though on many occasions that it seems to push later and later and, mm, and it definitely mm. is February. Last year it was February. I think the year before it was January, February. Yeah, yeah. So we've got to hope the same thing happens again. Folks, we're back, oh yes, with a brand new show, and today we're talking a little bit of history. Neil, it's fair to say over the course of the history of the Baker Bears radio show, we have done a few episodes on history, but it does beg the question, why is history important? And also, why are we interested in it? What, what sort of got us into it? How did we end up going down this path? Because I've got to say, from my point of view, it was never a conscious decision. No. I agree. Was it from yours? No. No? No. And so it, it is interesting, isn't it? It's interesting to think, how do you sort of navigate your path? Because I know some people, you'll talk to some people and they're just not remotely interested mm, at all. Mm. And it is one of those subjects that I think you just need a foothold in. So today we're going to really try and tackle that. What interested us in history? How did we get into it? And why do we think it's important? Yes. But to do that, we need to get out on our lovely walk. We do. So we shall grab the keys, have a nice cough, and, and we'll be back in just a moment on our lovely walk. There's a robin. Where? Right there. Aww. <laughs> He's adorable. Oh, now, just imagine, ladies and gentlemen, oh. the cutest looking, well-fed robin. Yeah, he's really chubby. He's having a little sort of peer around. He's Hello. now turned to look at us. Oh, yes. <laughs> now, there's a star robin in the making. Yeah. Normally, they fly off, don't they? It's only probably, ooh, three or four it's foot away. Quite just brave. Up in a tree, mm. looking about as perfect as you could yeah. do. Aww. It is so popular with the little birds around here, and I'm so yeah, grateful for that. We've, there's quite a lot of kind of big hedges. Um, yeah, I know what that is, but I don't feel I can say it because it'll sound rude. That bird? Yes. It's a <laughs> it's certain TIT. It's a great one. Oh, excellent. Ooh, ooh. 
Something else loud. You can't keep stopping because my runkeeper will be going oh, sorry. crazy. Okay, here we go. Here it'll we go. Be We're saying, off. We're off. It'll be saying, oh, she's walking at like 40 minutes a mile or whatever it tells me. We'll soon speed up. Yes, um, we do stand at an interesting sort of point in our daughter's life because she's just done her mock GCSE exams. Mm. For those of you not in the UK, these are the exams that you do when you're 16, 17. 16. Yeah, 16. She's just done her mocks. And I was thinking, I don't recall doing mocks, but I must have I done. I didn't do mocks. Maybe I didn't. I did O-levels though, so I'm really old. So whether they changed things, I was the last year to do O-levels yeah. and then they changed it. I really I don't I definitely recall. didn't do mocks. I have a feeling I might have done them, you know. Yeah. I, th I think I might have done. Maybe it came in with the GCSEs because they rehashed the, 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 the system a bit, they didn't did. they? Yeah, they did, yeah, they did. She just, just did her mocks and we were really, <laughs> it sounds wrong, we were quite surprised at some of the results. Now... In a good way. Yeah, yeah. Now, the, the sort of caveat that we must add to that is you need to bear in mind that this is the first cohort of children, young people, to do exams in two years. That's right. Because of you know the lockdown situations that have been going on globally, that's meant that exams haven't happened. Mm -hmm. And also that it, our, our daughters uh, sort of input the important years of our education started two years ago, right at the point when that's everything right. yeah. was starting yeah. to kick off. So, you know, coming into her GCSEs, we had a feeling that she might have a tiny shock that you could then because they've all been disadvantaged, really, from having to homeschool for such a long time. Yeah, it's very, very challenging. But yeah. anyway, she's just done her mocks and she's done really good. She did do really good. And yeah, she did. I think that, you know, looking back at perhaps the reasons as to why she did good is I do wonder if, I mean, we had a very rigid routine. We did with, yeah, with homeschooling, we did. I used to be a teacher and so I was, I did feel those sort of teachery vibes. Yeah, yeah. Exercising. But she was happy to have that routine as well. Yes. You know, we, we had a proper full school day from yeah. the, in the hours that she would normally be at school. Including in PE. Including PE. Well, with you, your teacher, <laughs> Mr. Jones. But you went for a walk every day with her. You know, we yes. got her out for a walk every single day. That was on our lunchtime. That's right, yeah. You would have a quick lunch and then go out for a walk. Yes. And then start back school again. And yes. It, you know, it, it worked really well for us, but that's because Bryony was up for it, you know, and she was she was happy to to go along with She's that structure. She's very self-motivated. She's very self-motivated, but she also loves routine. Yes. That's obviously because that's the way that we've... <laughs> We brought her up, I think, and that's just how we live our lives. Yes. We do have really quite a strict routine, just because it keeps keeps everything right, I think. Well, in a circumstance like we've all just lived through, yeah. routine is about the only thing which, which I think can yeah, keep yeah. you on the straight and narrow. Absolutely, because yeah. The, the world sort of lost its routine, didn't it? It, it did, was like... It did. Yeah. But yeah, so she's just had her mocks, and one of the subjects which she did really well in was history. Yeah, she did. And it sort of led us to 
Well, first of all, we were really surprised. Yeah. And then it, it sort of made me think more about how she sort of naturally got into that place where she's been really into history. And when you look back at the types of activities that we've done mm -hmm. since she was a baby, yeah. we've always gone and visited places. We, we went places virtually every weekend when she was little. Yeah. We would go somewhere, you know, that had a castle or a big house or a ruined abbey or, yeah. you know, so she has grown up with that yeah. surrounding her. It then begs the question, why did, why did we do that? We didn't do that just for something to do because you can go to the park, you can True. go to a town and walk around the shops, you can yeah. do lots and lots of other things. But we sort of naturally gravitated towards doing the historical yeah, stuff. Yeah. And I mean. It was just, I think it's because it, it's just, for me, it's just more interesting. I just feel like I've done something that day. And that at the same time, you learn a little bit. And I think learning, even if you don't know you're learning, that's possibly the best way of learning, actually, isn't it? Yeah, Learning definitely. and not actually realising that you're learning because you're just enjoying it. Yeah, well, um, I mean, all the best teachers I ever knew, it, it, it was just... Um, Fun's the wrong word. I mean, you know, there was an element of fun in it, but enjoyable. Yeah, um, yeah you know, it, it was an enjoyable experience, and then the learning happens sort of without you even realising it, like mm -hmm. you've just sort of said. Mm -hmm. But um, how did I mean? You've always, ever since I've known you, you've always been interested in archaeology. Yeah, and uh, I mean, at school, I was never really into history at all. I didn't take it as an O level. I took geography, I loved geography and I still do and I know that if I had gone on, I did geography A level and I know if I had gone on to university I'm sure it would have been in that sort of field and I think that's <laughs> where, <laughs> I think that's where my love of sort of archaeology comes from, from that love of um, geography at school. It's a funny one because you know when you look at um, when you look at programmes, the obvious one is obviously Time Team. Yeah, yeah. When you look at a programme like Time Team, you sort of think, and, you know, forgive the stereotype, but you just think that perhaps the people who are watching that and enjoying that are slightly older people. You do Probably people that. more about our age and older. Yeah. And that's not right, because you watched all those episodes... Oh, I did. ...when they came out. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And that's 20, 25 years ago. Yeah. And I just wonder what drew you. What drew me to, to it? To watch Gosh, it. I don't know really. It was. It's just. I think it makes history accessible. And the characters that that are in that program. Yeah. Are really great, and they they sort of bring it all to life, don't they? They really do. It's and just really interesting program to watch. It, it makes me wonder, actually, if what Time Team did was they made history and archaeology accessible for everybody. That's exactly what they did. Because what happened with that show is it became a bit of a national phenomenon, didn't it? It did, yeah. Everyone was watching it. Yeah. Now, I never know when to cross now, so you just I tell me when to cross. I cross that here. Right. 
Because if you walk all the way around Kay's there... very specific on when she likes to cross well, roads and I never know when to go because if I go too early then she'll be well, like, no, no, no. we're just approaching a little tiny skinny bridge and Dan always walks right up to the mouth of the bridge before it like crosses over the road. Well, I'll tell you why I, I do that. Do you know why I do that? No. Well, first of all, I don't deliberately do anything when I'm out walking with you because I try and do what you want me to do. Honestly. Well, no, it's true. But um, the reason why I stay on that side of the road is because when I come running this way, if I run around that side of the road, I'll set off the lights. Oh, right, okay, well, I don't need to do that. Though, do and I? if I then get to here, this yeah. point, and there's someone walking up there, yeah. I know I can run down the road. Yes, without, you yes, so you don't have to run down the pavement. Yes. Yeah, because the traffic lights at the bridge, this is very random, but these traffic lights at the bridge were just walking underneath. They are triggered by the traffic either end, so they're not, they don't change unless there's traffic yeah. there. Yeah. You know, one what? will stay green and one will stay red, and then if one approaches the one that's red, it'll turn the other one green. You know what I mean? Thank you for that, Kay. That was marvellous. Yeah. Because sometimes a, a description. <laughs> it was a superb description of how traffic lights work. Uh, but no, not all traffic lights are like that. <laughs> Most traffic lights, I think, are just on a timer, aren't they? They're not triggered by the traffic. <laughs> yeah, some, some, yeah, you're right. I, I think mean, it's what areas where it's quieter. What's well, interesting, you know, people might be wondering why there's traffic lights there at all. Well, it is, of course, because long-time listeners of the show will know that uh, we live in a town where the railways were born, really, and yeah. the line that we just walked underneath was built. Crumbs. Well, it, it's Early the East 1800s, probably. Yeah, it's the, it's the East Coast Main Line. So when they when trains were spreading across yeah. the country, and at that time it was carriages that were going yeah, through that, not yeah. cars. So it's very narrow, there's only enough room for barely one car. <laughs> yeah, easily, easily trucks, though. Like big wide trucks can't get through it, high high trucks can't get through it. A carriage though would pass through no problem and oh, in yeah. the days when that bridge was made, yeah. no one would ever have been held up. No. Because the, the flow of... <laughs> Horses. Yes, Horses and carts backwards and forwards yeah. would have been minimal. But yeah, the, the, I think and I, it never sort of, time team just washes over you to an extent, because it's been around for so long. You don't stop and consider, actually, the, perhaps the, it was time a, team. How, yeah, how huge of a program. That, that really set you going. It probably was, yeah. And tapped into, you know, something which had always been inside you, perhaps. Yeah, I'm sure. Especially when you consider your natural affinity to Stuart Ainsworth. Oh, get on. No, 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 you like Stuart. Oh, sorry, Stuart. Yes, I thought you meant... The field um, archaeologist. I thought you meant John Gator. No. I don't know why I was getting those two confused. No, do I. Yeah, Stuart Ainsworth's brilliant. Yes, he's always... He's a landscape archaeologist, Yes, isn't he? so yeah. I'd be willing to bet that he studied yeah. at A-level geography and history. I bet you. Well, I'm sure. Yes. Yeah, I'm sure. It must have been something along those lines. So... For you, it was definitely time team, probably. Yeah, I'd say it probably was. That really set you off. For me, I'm just filming a programme at the moment, actually, called Walk in the Wall, and I've touched a little bit on the story of what got me interested in history. Can you hear the cows? Oh, it's not cows. <laughs> it's a drill. No, I'm only saying that because we, we've got a cattle market in our town. 
but it's moved. And it's, gone. it's moved. It's sadly, it used to be very close to where we're walking. Yeah. But it moved a year or so ago to actually the other side of town. So I don't know why I thought I could hear cows. Neither do I. I think it's because we used to be able to hear the cows. And yes. I'm sad that we can't. And I read, actually, this morning, Dan, I haven't told it's you. Gonna a, it's going to be a car park. Yeah, but only temporarily. Yeah, only temporarily because they're Because expanding. they're building the big new railway station. They're expanding our railway station here because, and I think it's largely due to the fact that a lot of the government, a big section of the government is moving to Darlington, which is, you know, it's great for the town. But I'm, I am kind of sad that that cattle market's not there anymore. It's been there a long, long, long time. But the residents around didn't like it being there. So Yeah, I mean, I'm sad too, but equally I'm also quite glad that we're not going to get alerts like we used to, that a bull's on the loose. A bull's on the loose. That has happened a yeah. couple of times. Yeah, it has. Where a bull's escaped and it's running down, <laughs> it's running down the road. And I think on one occasion they actually had to shoot one yeah, of them yeah. because it was just becoming a danger, you know. So well, that's that's not good, is it? You can probably see why the residents perhaps. You can see why. We're quite can happy for them. Too. Yeah, I can understand. The thing is that when that market probably appeared, they probably. I mean, I'm not certain exactly when that market appeared, but I think it had been there a couple hundred years. It had. And so that's before any of these houses were built. Probably, yeah. There was so probably very few houses around The market the was there first. Yeah. And yeah. then it just got sucked up by the town. That's right. So, yeah, for, for me, I got into history after going on a failed school trip to Hadrian's Wall. And I was just absolutely blown away by you know the, the tangible history that was sort of there yeah. to touch and look at yeah. but then fr from I mean from that day on that that generated a real deep interest and love of Roman history but then I too got sucked in completely by Time Team yeah and like you I watched all of them first yeah. time round. yeah and so is there a particular period of history that you sort of went in on or I guess the Roman side of it was was, was that's you do see that a lot on Time Team, don't you? And just because this country's got so much, it's of it. got so much of it. Yeah, yeah. So I think I've always been interested in Roman history, but I also love Egypt and I love Egyptology and oh gosh, you know. Well, and that's so interesting that's, yeah, because that it. is the specialism which our daughter Bryony has she chosen is. She for. Has her A-level history. history. Yeah, she wants to do A-level history. I don't think we said that. Yeah, so, no. Um, she wants to do A-level history, which honestly really surprised me when she told us. Yeah. But, you know, the, the, the topics that they cover in A-level are really brilliant. They yeah. do the Tudors. Yeah, superb. You know, yeah. And that's, you know, Henry VIII and all of that is, is brilliant. Superb. And then they do the French Revolution. Now it's I don't really know. Interesting. Yeah, I don't know anything about that that area actually. I don't know a lot, but I know it is super interesting. Yeah. And then she gets to choose one other area, anything history-wise, just to do herself, like an elective sort of thing. Yeah. And she's chosen Egyptology, which is just brilliant. Yeah. Oh yeah, I cannot wait. I've said to her, oh my well, word. Well, she's, she's picked it Can perfectly. Can I do it with you? Because. <laughs> 
Kenny's super interested in Egyptology and the Romans took me into Egyptology a long time ago yeah. and I've read so many you have. so many books on it and we've and got we've them watched, sat on the shelf. Yeah, we've watched a lot of things on Egypt as well, haven't we? Lots yeah. of documentaries and things. So what is that noise? It sounds it's like I wonder people if chopping the trees. Up a tree. Yeah. Quite a few trees fell down in the park in the storms we've had recently and I think that's someone chopping up one of them. So you went in, you think probably on Roman history. Maybe, yeah, I can't, honestly cannot identify. I do wonder actually more if it was like all... It was probably just gen You, you were happy general. to watch anything that Time Team... I was. What is it though that makes you interested in watching a Time Team episode? Well, I think it's fascinating. I like to see how people used to live. I suppose it's the kind of social history side of it. Yeah. You know, how did the ordinary people live? Yeah. 200 years ago, 300 years ago or whatever. Well, if you're talking I Romans, really... it's 2000 years ago. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, I'm thinking more, re you know, obviously recent history. Because social history tends to be more recent history, I think, doesn't it? Um, but I think it is more, you know, I just love finding out about what life was like for, you know, for, for people like us, if we happen to live 2,000 years ago. I think that's fascinating. And I think we can learn a lot from it. Well, that, that was my next question. I think it's an interesting point to consider why, because a lot of people would say to you, what's the point of looking backwards? I just want to look forwards. I just want to look where we're going, not where we came from. Why do you think it's important? Yeah, I, to look well, backwards. I, I just think if we, me personally, I think if we don't really know who came before us and what happened before us, then I'm not sure I could really see where I was going. I don't know if that makes sense. Well, you, you when we were talking about this show prior to recording, yeah. you, um, you said it in a probably slightly more understandable way and that is if you don't know where you've been how can you possibly know where you're going yeah yeah and I think that that is a, a really sort of key and important point because history has a tendency to repeat itself it does and so we can learn it constantly does that. yeah we can learn a huge amount from sort of all yeah. all yeah. eras you yeah. know right up to yeah right up and, to 10 you know, 15 years ago yeah. Yeah, and, and mistakes that were made. Yes. You know, huge mistakes that were made, and you think, yes. you know, okay, why why did they do that? That it must have been justified at the time that that's how that thing was dealt with. And if that thing crops up again, you you know, you've got a different perspective on it. I think. Well, I know that my daughter Brownie's been studying. They spend a lot of time studying World War Two. Yeah. And I think it's very interesting that they look at. World War One. they look at the sanctions that were put on Germany and then they look at World War Two and why World War Two started. Yeah. And, you know, of course it was because of the, the draconian sanctions that were put on them. It was like a, it was a sort of semi-understandable response to draconian measures that were put on mm. Germany as, as a country. And it, it, I think it's great that kids that age of studying all that stuff because mm -hmm. I think you know if you can instill in people at that age the sort of lessons which you know you can take from periods of time like that I think that it can only possibly do a good thing yeah because you know at the end of the day these are the decision makers of the future, the future yeah. and I'm um, I think you know 
you were talking about uh, social history mm. and it does sort of pick up on potentially how important the teaching of history is to all young people yeah because if you do it in the right way you can show them the mistakes that were made mm -hmm. you can mm -hmm. show them you know the, the inevitable successes as well and um, and then I do think then because I think all of us when any of us are making decisions you make them based on the experience that you've had you do I do and that's history yeah I think history sort of it grounds you I think yeah definitely. I don't know you just have that sort of base understand more of a base understanding of of life and how to live your life maybe yeah um you know, we were, I was watching something yesterday and I put it on at lunchtime just for Dan to have oh, a little man. look at, right? And it, it was a, a programme on BBC Two. I just came across it on iPlayer. I was looking for something else and this popped up. It was classed as a lifestyle programme. Now, historically, BBC would never show a programme like this. It was kind of a fly on the wall, um, big brothery type thing. And they got a group of people who didn't know each other. I think there's five of them from the same area. And they all had to come up with a walk. And, you know, and on that walk, they had a picnic. They had to do something interesting. And then they rated it. You know, at the end of the day, they rated out of 10 how good the walk was. And I thought, this sounds great. Sounds really interesting. Yeah. In the first one, they walked to Sycamore Gap on Hadrian's Wall. I was yeah. like, brilliant, been there loads, I'm yeah. going to watch this. And it was the most dreadful thing. Well, Kate put one on yesterday lunchtime and, and it was the second walk in that particular yeah. group. And they just went for a walk along the, 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 the beach like the beach near Newcastle. Yeah. And I mean, first of all, the distance of it was like minute. It was like five but kilometres, it was no distance. Sec secondly, it was all focused around doing stupid activities. Yeah. Like pretending to be the Spice Girls. Oh, and God, it was just awful. You know, you, you've got, for, was, first of all, th this is a TV programme set in a country that's literally dripping with I amazing know. history. I know. You've got millions of amazing local historians yeah. all around the country who know more about their local areas yeah. than national historians do because they're focused on the national picture. Yeah, so so yeah. here's an opportunity to, to bring together really clever, intelligent people yeah. to take you on some really interesting walks you, for you to learn something, yeah. for you to see some wonderful sights, and, and instead, instead this girl. it was come dine with me, but outside. It was kind of like that. This young girl that was leading this particular one, um, she knew she knew nothing about nothing, you know. She really did, and well, she's sweet how enough. How could she, she know it? She was twenty girl. years old. She's twenty years old. She was a sweet enough girl, you know. Um, but you know, she told them a tiny bit of history of the lighthouse. Did she? I must have you missed that bit. You didn't see that bit. Yeah, literally like a line. Um, and I have my back turned for that and second. And then the activity was, oh yeah, I'm going to dress you all up, and you've got to be like the Spice Girls oh. on the beachfront. And then for lunch, for the picnic, they're supposed to make it themselves, and she just got fish and chips because she can't cook. And then another activity she did was, oh, I'm going to teach you all how to take a selfie. Oh, we've got to post it onto our social media and see how many likes we get. The question well, I ask I, you I is, how do, that point. how do any of these things that you've just said fit with 
the, the, the walk, TV show yeah, which yeah. you explained. Exactly. We're going to go on a lovely walk, learn was, some things, and have a cold. nice picnic. Let's go on a walk, or let's take a hike, or something like that. Well, that is just a total misrepresentation what? of what the show was. What that beautifully demonstrates is, over the last two to three years, there's been a dramatic... Now, you could always rely on the BBC yeah. for exceptional yeah. quality history programmes. Absolutely. This you could just... drop onto their app and you could always find something interesting. And over the last two, three years, it's just... It's there's, just there's gone, nothing. It's like Channel 5 or Channel 4. There's nothing. It's, and no, and we pay a licence fee for the BBC, you know, and I want more than that. I want more than just... What I, what I really fear <sighs> is... You know, you've got an opportunity as as a broadcaster. You've got an opportunity. Yes, you know, you need to give people a little bit of what they want. And I think the fact that we're seeing so many programs like this, I fear that the majority of the viewing population want to watch programs like you've yeah, just described, I, I, it was which all I find it terrifying. Was, it was all about the characters. It was all about the people. And well, it was cast um, exactly like. Those types of programmes are always cast. Yeah, I mean, it was it was cast with people that you you knew would just make people laugh at them, yes. which I just don't I don't oh, I don't like that at all, really. You know, and there was no I've got high I've got higher hopes of one of the people on it because he's a little bit older and he might. He's, I haven't watched his walk yet. I feel sort of committed to it now to watch well, I'm glad you do, the other people's I don't. walks. That he might know a bit more about history, I don't know. But the, the young girl, she, all she was bothered about was her hair getting a mess yeah. and her, her new boots that she'd bought, yeah. which weren't boots, they were like wellies, <laughs> getting dirty. I mean, I ask you. <laughs> is, that, is that what a walking programme should be about? It pulls us back round to that whole conversation we were having a second ago about history in schools and how important it yeah. is. And I fear that... And she knew nothing about history. You know, she was 20, so she must have done a Just bit of Just come out of education. Yeah, she knew nothing. They went to Hadrian's Wall. She couldn't even identify which was Hadrian's Wall. She didn't even know... Now, She's like, now who... I think it's important that we give context here. This girl grew up in that area. Oh, absolutely. This isn't from... someone from London who's no, no. got no idea about Hadrian's no, Wall. No, they were all from the northeast, you know, and she didn't even know who, who'd built it. She didn't know what he was. She says, oh, who was a Hadrian then? She didn't even know who he was. She didn't know when it was built. <sighs> so just, you, you do have to question. It was just a bit depressing. Perhaps. You see, unfortunately, in education, you are... And again, this picks up on what we spoke about earlier. If you've got a bad teacher, then you, you're done for, aren't you? Yeah. If you've got a teacher who can't bring the subject to life then you're going to disengage with it and yeah. you're not going to concentrate and you're not going to enjoy it. And, you know, perhaps she's been cursed with having a really bad teacher. Maybe so. Access communication. Innovating for a smarter and safer world. What is that? Together, we pioneer intelligent network technology, creating unique possibilities for part... That... Did you hear that? It was some dude over there We're in the park. He's doing something to one of the big lights. But it's now got a megaphone on it. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, I didn't think I'd ever find myself defending that young lady who took them on that walk. Yeah. But perhaps she's just been cursed with a bad history teacher. Because, Maybe so. you know, 
at the end of the day, what it all comes down to, and this gets to the root of you know one of the things which I'm really passionate about, and that is, I think all of us have a root. I think human beings tend to enjoy reading interesting stories. Mm. So whether that is watching it on a film, mm. whether that's reading it in a book, mm. uh, you know, and whether it's fact or fiction, we get hooked in by things like that. And history's got more interesting stories. You know, there's stories from history which you, you just couldn't write because mm. they're so unbelievable. And I think all that anyone needs to find when they're looking for a way into history is that hook to get them in. And it's really difficult because it's really hard to know for each different person what that hook what might that hook be. Is, yeah. I think it can come down to many different things, you know, mm. what your mm. general interests are or whatever. Um, but, you know, just with a little bit of digging, you'll find a way in. Mm. Because what I found so fascinating for me was I would never have dreamed at all that going on that trip to Hadrian's Wall, mm. okay, that's mm. got me interested in Roman history, but from there, start reading a lot of Roman books, start reading um, books about, you know, the, the, the emperors mm. and uh, the laws and all sorts. And it naturally then took me to the Greeks, naturally um, took me to the Egyptians. That's how I got interested in Egypt. Yeah. But then from there, you, you just start branching off into all sorts of different areas. You do. And I found myself, I mean, I've, I've read so much about the Tudors. Yeah. Got so many books about Henry VIII. Yeah. But then similarly, right the way up, I mean, I think that the latest history books I've read are all sort of JFK, yeah, American yeah, history you type. Yeah, you reading a lot of that, yeah. I'm just, be, just reading um, a biography. I think it's sold as biography, isn't it? That it book is, you got for Christmas. Yeah, yeah, it's a biography, yeah. And it's just brilliant. Yeah. The, the, the man's name is quite challenging. Is it Frederick Logoval or something? I'll link it in the show notes yeah. below anyway. It's a two-part, I don't know if the second part's come out yet actually. I don't know, I found this book in an independent bookshop in Ripon. Yeah. And it's, I love independent bookshops, yeah. you know, you find yeah. books that you would never see in like Waterstones yeah. or whatever. Um, yeah, and it, you, you're really enjoying it, which is great. It's tremendous. I mean, it really is absolutely tremendous. It, it, it's very, very long. It's going into great detail, but what I'm finding fascinating about it is that it's picking up, obviously, on a lot of World War II history. Yeah. And it's elements of World War II history which I'd not read before, because his dad, Joe Kennedy, was ambassador to uh, Great Britain. Right. when the war started mm. so I think he arrived in 1938 mm. um, and then uh, he ended up then going home because he sort of didn't deal with it quite mm. quite right but it, it just it's absolutely fascinating reading a bit because I had no idea at all I said to you the other day mm. that he his dad yeah. said to him if you get to 21 and you've never drunk and you've never smoked a cigarette, mm. I'll give you a thousand dollars for each one. Yeah. And he did, he got there and he never, I think the only thing he ever did was at Christmas, he drank a strawberry daiquiri. Right. <laughs> <laughs> now that's, that's fabulous, isn't that's it? That's cool. That's fabulous, I love that. You imagine that but being... But yeah, he ne never drank, never smoked. I you, didn't know that. In the prime of your life, yeah. in, in the sort of late 50s, 60s... Yeah, I was going to say, especially at that time, everybody smoked. And everybody drank. Everybody drank, yeah. Amazing. So yeah, you know, I think once you, once you get your foot in the door with history, it's then 
sort of exciting where it can take you because mm, mm. you know if you open to I do think there's a, a genre of history for everyone I think yeah. you've just got to find that area you know it could be very modern history that might be your thing yeah or it could be prehistory it could be Clan of the Cave Bear well, history. That's really interesting, isn't it? I also love that as well. Because that book series yeah, you got see, you that so interested book in that. Series could well have triggered something in me because I read that series, the Clan of the Cave Bear series, when I was, gosh, in my early twenties, I would say. So I'm sure that you know, and, and I've loved them ever since, and I constantly refer to what would Ayla do <laughs> because she is the answer to everything. Um, but it, they're very, they are very good in terms of the research that she did to, to make it, you know, yeah. realistic. Obviously, you know, this is going back 35,000 years, so who knew really what they were doing? But from, from archaeology and things like that, it was very true to what it was like to live back then. It's interesting for me because I was never particularly interested in that subject and it's only through last year and the year before we filmed a series called Walking the Dales and Walking the Moors and it was through filming that series and walking through prehistoric landscapes yeah. and you know researching those landscapes prior to going so I knew what I was looking for. Mm, mm. It, 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 that's what makes it tangible, mm. that's what makes it understandable and I think that's the hard thing, the further back you go into history the harder it is to associate with the people who are living it. Yeah. And I think history comes alive when you can associate with the person who's there. Yeah, yeah. And I think the, the one that got me the most was that walk that I did where I went to that burial cairn. Oh, yeah. That was like right up on the top. And it was just, it was crazy. It's such an amazing feeling and you know understanding about how important the positioning was yeah because you could see i remember filming you could see through the, the, there's like a v and there was a little hill behind mm. and on that hill behind there's another cairn and they're all sort of linked like mm -hmm. that mm -hmm. and understanding that people back then were doing that sort of level of yeah yeah because you just think oh 35,000 yeah, years you, ago you do think that i think you think that people back then were very very primitive Actually, and that's not always the case well i think so, you, you could argue that we're more primitive than them because we've forgotten we have so forgotten. much we have forgotten a lot of the things that we did to, to live and to survive because we had to understand the world and the that's right the ground and the trees yeah, and because yeah. if you didn't you, you, you wouldn't would, get the food and survive. the no what i love too is i think we're very fortunate with our ordnance survey maps because the way that those maps are written and also with the research that you can do online yeah. the little lumps and bumps that you find in mm -hmm. any grid square you can go on to, I can't remember the, I think it's historical England, and you can find, find every little well. lump or bump yeah. and find out you know, the information about it. And mm -hmm. also as well, I think what's so cool is the fact that all these things are listed. Mm. And so because they're listed, that's what makes them easy to then research. Yeah. Yeah. just walking through uh, on the return trip the other skinny bridge the other skinny bridge and it's interesting actually looking at the stone 
I don't know how they stay upright, to be honest. Well, that's bridges. going back there. You've got to think that that's the original bridge. Yeah, yeah, it will be. And then this has been expanded as the lines got Very wider. Possibly, yeah. Because that's but like the, a lot of the bricks are just shot. They are covered but constantly. That first bit, it's like a stone-built arch from yeah, a castle. Yeah. But they're, they're constantly patching it up. Yeah, it's because idiots drive into it with they do, massive yeah, vehicles. They do. They do. People do drive into it quite often. I mean, it's just, it's hilarious. I have to come through but here. people bomb through yeah, at like 40 miles an hour. So you'll regularly find blooming, you'll find like... Wing mirrors, yeah, yeah there's yeah. always a pile of wing mirrors in That'd there. Be a doctor. I think that what I have found is as I've got older, I've only got more interested. In yeah, history. I agree, I agree. And so that perhaps does fit with the, the, the stereotype that I touched on earlier on, which is, you know, you, you expected a programme like Time Team to only be watched by Slightly older, older yeah, people. Yeah, yeah. And I wonder why that is. I wonder why as you get older. I think young, a lot of young people are just more interested in... Getting on with their life. Yeah, absolutely. Their social life. And, and are we perhaps more thinking about... The lives that we've had. Maybe so. Maybe it is. Yeah, maybe it is that. It's an interesting one because um, I know that you've expressed a certain amount of interest in uh, family tree business. Yeah. And I, yeah, for me, yeah. I did a certain amount of research into my family tree and I quickly came to the conclusion that it just didn't matter. No, I think that's fine if you know some of your family history going back, if you know your grandfathers and grandmothers. And you kind of did, didn't you? Well, you knew of them. Yeah, I mean, I, I, the, the, the theories from me knowing you is that if you found out something... Yeah, I know. Like, like sometimes they uncover on... What's that programme? Who do you think you yeah, are? Yeah, yeah, Sometimes know. they'll uncover something shocking. I know. And I think if you uncovered something shocking, I'm not certain you'd ever get over it. No, no. I mean, I'd never research um, whilst either of my parents were still alive because I think it would cause... If anyone found out I was doing it, I think it would cause a lot of upset. I did. And I don't need that. I don't need that. But I got that information and I did. Yeah, I know, I but you anything. couldn't find anything, which doesn't make sense at all. Well, it only so I do feel at some point in my future I will look into it, um, but just not right now. I think, the, I, you know, I'll say again what I said a moment ago, you need to be very aware of your own mental Yeah, I know that, health. but I, I think, I do wonder a lot about, about it, because I just honestly know nothing about, certainly uh, one of my parents' sides, I, I literally know zero about anything. And on my other parents' side, I know very little. And I don't know, maybe I'll never do it. So we've made it. Oh yes, back inside. It was slightly chilly actually. It was a little bit chilly, I did but put not. My hat on. Yeah, I mean, I wasn't cold at all. And it's been really interesting to sort of digging in a little bit to where that love of history comes from because it never really dawned on me at all about the time team link and how that I think definitely is the thing which got you going. Yeah. Um, and you know, it's just such a great program. We put it on. I mean, it's virtually daily. At some point in the day, we'll just pop one on. We do, because it's, it's just, just so relaxing. And it's, it's just this sort of programme where you know 
There's not going to be any angst. There's not going to be any drama. There's and what they did when they filmed that series is they captured lightning in a bottle, and it does uh, fear. It does make me fear that, that this new um, incarnation. Um, we, we don't talk about the new. We've watched thing. a bit of it, you know, filmed on webcams at home with presenters that were not involved remotely, no, no. and it's just not the same. So, um, you know, inevitably, probably voyeurism will lead us to watch certain yeah. things, but um, it isn't. That's what's there now is not the time team of old. No. But that doesn't matter because we've got like. 17 19 seasons. 19 series of water. 17 is there. Well, no, I think there is 19, but oh, the but last two weren't very good. No, they weren't very good. <laughs> it all went a bit weird. Yeah. yeah. Folks, that's it. Another wonderful walk in the books. Thank you so much for joining us. Thanks, everyone. And we'll see you soon with more. See you soon. Bye. Bye. The Bakery Bears radio show is brought to you by Bakery Bear Productions and is made possible by our Bakery Bear patrons. Find out how you can join our Bakery Bear community, access more of what we do, and keep the show on air by visiting www.bakerybears.com forward slash listen forward slash.